right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Passive Cash Flow Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Fragnito. We have an amazing guest today that I've met at a really awesome real estate networking event we'll talk all about, but he's got a really cool business to help you with your active campaign and all your social media needs here. But Jason's going to explain exactly what he does and why he is on the show here. How are we doing today, Jason Wright? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Yeah. So I met you at the Lone Star Real Estate Networking event. Very cool event there uh, to our uh, real estate investors out there. If you want to check that one out, that was a lot of fun. And uh, I found your uh, service very interesting. I found you very interesting. So I wanted to bring you on the show. And uh, what do you do, Jason? Yeah. Um, do you want me to tell you what I do today? Or do you want me to tell you kind of the, the quick and dirty story on how I got to where I'm at today? Tell me the story. I like stories, man. People love uh, stories. Yeah. yeah. It's a weird story. So like many people uh, about seven years ago, I was working in corporate America, uh, working for a privately held company and the owner was very successful, $300 million guy. Um, I don't know, just not the nicest guy. And uh, I remember thinking, man, surely I could start my own company and just pay my bills. Like, right. I don't, I don't want to help anybody build their business any longer. So I quit corporate America. Um, three months later, I ran out of money. Uh, everything I promised my wife was complete BS. Uh, I don't know where I came up with the three-month timeline of restoring our income, but it took like two and a half years. And long story short, um, I had to beg my mom's sister to help us buy groceries for six months, had to go back to corporate for about another 18 months, and then I, I finally quit again. But I initially started off, uh, my business is called Intentionally Inspirational. I originally started off trying to do motivational speaking, realized pretty quickly, nobody knows who I am. There's no money in this. So hmm. I learned um, a little bit of marketing to push my blog out there to try to encourage people to quit the nine to five, even though I hadn't done so myself. So I kind mm -hmm. of felt like an imposter. But um, long story short, I would go to Upwork and uh, look for writing gigs, blogging, and I would start seeing people searching for help with active campaign and click funnels and Facebook ads and things I had just learned for myself. And mm -hmm. I said, Hey, I could make a little money helping these people. Mm -hmm. So Upwork is where I got my start. Um, anybody who's been there, it, it's, uh, there's a lot of people there. There's a lot of junk, but there's a lot of really good people as well. Yeah. So I became obsessed with the five-star review. And eventually I found the dark side of Upwork, which is a good thing. And it's the invitation only side. So then I started connecting with some really good clients um, I started getting a lot of leads from Upwork. So we built a really general marketing business to begin with. Mm -hmm. um, over the last probably five years, we've pivoted four or five times, um, uh, funnel only, active campaign only. And then January of this year, we want active campaign only and capital raisers only for new business, which is a very narrow niche, but it, it's been the best move I've ever made in my life. I really haven't seen another offer out there like ours. So it's really interesting, but um, I have all this other knowledge of kind of the full funnel from our previous life. But uh, so there you go from a high level. It was never planned. Didn't yeah. go to school for it. Self-taught. But it's been a, it's been an amazing journey. And we're mm -hmm. here to stay. So at People's Capital Group, we help you invest in real estate. Build your wealth by owning professionally managed apartment buildings in the northern New Jersey market. We want to show you how owning real estate is attainable, even for the busy professionals that don't have the time or experience investing in real estate. Now, we only work with select people who are serious about building wealth. So find out if you qualify at peoplescapitalgroup.com. 
I, I love your commitment to entrepreneurship. You know, it really is about perseverance and yep. just win in hell, keep going, as Winston Churchill said. Yep. And that's it. You know, I mean, it's I'm teaching this class at Rowan University. I, I'm writing called Real Estate Entrepreneurship. And the third word entrepreneurship is in there. So I'm like, all right, a third of this course then is going to be about entrepreneurship because Real estate's real estate. You know, chances are you're going to get into some niche of it and then read lots of books about that and learn all about that little niche. And that's that's good. That's what you need to do. Um, but the general idea of entrepreneurship, of persevering, of understanding that this is going to be harder than working a nine to five. You know, I'm choosing the more difficult pathway. You know, I ride uh, dirt bikes off road and there's hill climbs, right? So you, you look at a big hill, you're at the bottom of it, you're on your dirt bike and you're like, all right, there's an easy way up this hill. And then there's a harder way up the hill and it's a sport. So, you know, sometimes you take the easier way, sometimes you take the hard way, but like, man, entrepreneurship is, is definitely the harder way up that hill. Uh, there's no doubt about it. And I think a lot of people don't even climb that hill no matter what, but you know, it, it, it's, uh, that's what I want to impress on my college students that, Hey, if you're going to start your own business, don't expect it to be easy because if you do, then you're going to fail, you know, expect to go the extra mile, expect to persevere, but there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And, um, You've had a taste of it. I've had a taste of it. You know, the, that feeling when you get that that check in your hand uh, or that, you know, first uh, home you buy, you know, you finally kind of get something nice. You're able to pay pay for your family's groceries and not borrow from your sister. Just cover your bills yeah. and, be you know, be a supportive man of the household. Like that's that's like such a nice feeling when you finally make it. It's so hard to get there. But oh, my gosh. That's why I like your story, man. Yeah. yeah. One of the biggest pieces of advice I would give myself, just kind of think about this sometimes is like, I had these timelines that I had made up and I, you know, I, I'm born in 1981. So patience is not something that, you know, I want stuff now and want stuff quickly. And uh, one of the biggest lessons I've learned is you got to take the timelines and throw them out the window. Cause you don't know, right. Mm -hmm. One conversation, one opportunity, one meeting can change your life, but you don't know when it's going to be. So yeah. I remember early on, uh, a lot of people were like, ah, you're going to fail or, you know, you're an idiot or whatever. And I was like, no, an X amount of time, you'll see it. None of this stuff ever happened. Now mm -hmm. it's happened now, but it's taken longer. So mm -hmm. that perseverance thing is the secret sauce, in my opinion. You're right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, and those naysayers, I'm, I mean, they're always going to be there. You really have to learn how to turn that negative energy into positive and, and yep. have it fuel you, you know, which yep. isn't always easy. Like it might be easy sometimes if someone you hate tells you you're not going to make, you're like, yeah, you know, but it's like one of your best friends or something, you know, and they are having maybe some success elsewhere. And you're like, am I doing the wrong thing? Should I sell my real estate and invest in cryptocurrency? You know, and you're just like, wait a minute. No, I'm on the right track here. And, uh, but it, yeah, it, it's, um, it's a really uh, interesting process there. So I'm, I'm glad you you persevered through it. You were able to uh, find uh, some success in this and on Upwork too, just to make a, a comment here. So I actually have four virtual assistants. You know, yeah. we run a lean and mean business here. Uh, my, my property manager has virtual assistants and, and so on. And uh, we really use Upwork for all of that. So, yeah. um, and I have, I've definitely struggled through some bad virtual assistants on Upwork. Um, yeah. I mean, I, everything from, you know, oh, uh, I, it just blows my mind. You know, all I can, I, I can make uh, 200 calls in uh, four hours, or I could do it in eight hours. Like, you know, they just run the clock, you know, they, whatever the task is, they're going to run the clock. It's not about how many tasks they have. So you got to watch out for that. You know, I've worked with very dishonest people and then also the quality of work, just yep. really you pay for what you get. Um, but yep. I, I have found like the best telemarketer. Uh, I feel like he's, he's so good. He's got a British accent. 
And yeah. telemarketing is so hard. It's degrading. It, it is freaking degrading. It really is. And um, so he's so good at it. And he's he's really so. But it took me about four years to find a good telemarketer. I cycled through a lot of mediocre ones and some not good ones at all. And, and others that just stole money from me and ran the clock. So um, definitely a challenging place. But you found success there, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I said, the invitation side of the site is nice. I mean, you know, I was commanding a you know huge hourly rate and everything. And it's funny because uh, it was so important getting started, but I haven't got a lead off there in two years. Like it's not it's not something we even use or need now. But when I go find to find new team members, I still start there. Uh, actually, today I'm interviewing three different people for a new role uh, from Upwork. And uh, I've had luck and I've had the same thing as you. I've uh, checked somebody's time one time and they were shopping on Amazon on the clock for like the whole day. And I was like, nah, we're done. So mm-hmm. that growing a, a virtual team is a whole nother can of worms, but it is much more difficult than people think it is, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, but yeah, so now, so then a call comes back to your, uh, your CRM system. Now, one of the things I really liked about our conversations we had when we first met was yep. your in-depth knowledge of active campaign and just marketing in general, you know, yep. your, and, um, then when I signed up with your company, what I enjoyed was kind of, uh, you know, experiencing your marketing drip campaign, you know, and a part of, for those uh, business owners out there that don't know the oldest trick in the book, when you find someone that has a good marketing campaign and you want to figure out what they're doing so well, sign up for their marketing campaign and they'll tell you exactly what they're doing. <laughs> right now, of course, that's just like the receiving end of it. Actually setting it up behind the scenes is a whole other thing, but um, that's actually you know, a good tip in business, right? Like, I'll sign up for Grant Cardone's marketing campaign because I want to see what he's doing. You know, the top guys in the industry. And with you, I wanted to, you're you're a marketing expert, so I was like, what is that experience like on the consumer side? And um, it, I, I knew about your, you know, once you sign up with you, like, yeah, you you were emailing, uh, texting, ringless uh, vo- uh, uh, vo- voicemails, right? So there was kind of a, a recipe to what you were doing. I found it very interesting. Um, and so you help people kind of set that up within active campaign. Is that is that correct? Yeah. In our focus, I'd say 99% of our new business is capital raisers. So the big three things from a high level, uh, helping nurture new potential investors, helping with capital raises and help keeping in touch with current investors. And the reason uh, I came up with those areas is getting feedback from people like you. You know, I've probably talked to 150, 200 capital raisers this year. And uh, the good thing about that for me, whether I work with them or not, is I hear consistency, what people struggle with, where they get hung up, what prevents the scale. And I say, okay, within the world of what we do, how do we help address that needs? And then how can we teach it in the way the average person can understand? So that's really what we do. It's it's education. You know, we're, we're more of an education company that happens to work in active campaigns. So like you could say we're digital marketing, but I really think of us more of an education company, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, these days, if you're educating your consumer, you're being a thought leader in the space, um, that's really what marketing is right now, yeah, right? Yeah. It's no longer, I mean, there are certain products, you know, you just put on Kim Kardashian and sexy and people buy it, but that's not really what we're selling, right? You know, yeah. especially if you're in the financial space. Yeah. Um, now, don't get me wrong, uh, Kim Kardashian, you can definitely promote my business, but, um, you know, that's not really uh, what people buy anymore at least as far as investment advice and things like yep. that so um it's about consistency you know it's about sticking out amongst the noise as well 
right um and uh putting the gas on the fire that burns the strongest uh, is another uh, term there but what I what I struggle with as a business owner also is those the intricate details of the system and you know if you download my ebook uh, and then my, I want my telemarketer to call you, but what if you took the next call to action, which was to schedule a call with me already? Well, now my telemarketer shouldn't call you because you already scheduled a call with me. That has to, you know, count, da, 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 and then if this, then that. And then, so um, it, it's really an ongoing uh, process. And then there are things that slip through the cracks and it's it's very complicated, but uh, active campaigns, an amazing tool. And yeah. I always, I feel like maybe I'm using 50% of what's really available there. Yeah. Um, yeah, but talk, talk maybe a little more about, about that. Yeah. yeah. So I always tell people, if you can articulate an idea, like we can build it for you. And it does get really confusing for people to think about the conditional logic, right? If this happens, this happens, uh, the goal driven stuff. So there's a lot of things you can do. What's weird for me, and, and this is how I knew this was a really good fit for me. The way my brain works is the way that like active campaigns automation builder works. So when people start talking about their businesses, businesses, my brain starts drawing out their funnel across platforms in my head. And apparently that's not normal, but that's what makes the strategy piece of what I do easy for me. And it makes me good at it. And then I can go build it. So, but for most people, it's absolutely a, a brain twister. Um, so when we, when we work with people, we try to keep it just as simple as possible. Because if I try to get into the, the mumbo jumbo people just glaze over and they're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So um, keep it simple. You know, I have a 12 year old daughter is my youngest kid. Her name is Jersey. I think hey, if I had this conversation with Jersey, what would it sound like? And that's the, the approach I try to take. Right. If people don't get it, I say, okay, how do I explain this in a different way that I think they will get? So yeah. it's a challenge, but um, a big takeaway for you and your audience is if you can articulate a process that you want to happen, it can be done for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's all about systems. You know, a business is just a system uh, or a number of systems that work together. And it's also people and product, of course, but process people and product, right? Is, is it, uh, what's uh, Marcus uh, says there, right? What's that guy's name? Um, about Marcus Limonis? Yeah, 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 yeah. From his uh, show there. Uh, I enjoy that one. Uh, Profit? Yeah, yeah, the profit, right? People, process, and product, right? And then that is those are the three most important things in a business. That's what a business is. And yeah. um, but really the the most important thing in there is a process. You know, people are somewhat interchangeable. You have big personalities, you have operations guys, right? And so on. Uh products, products come and go. We've seen that's the yeah, we also we all know that. Um, but it, the process is what you sell, right? So at the end of and in the day here at People's Capital, you know, one of my, um, uh, we have the assets, of course, but also it's the process. It's the management yeah. systems in place. It's the, uh, it's the funnels in place to raise capital. Um, you know, it's the marketing program and it's the, the intricacies of, of those relationships as well. But it's also, it's the process, you know, of investing with us is very easy. Getting, you know, getting your updates and the quarterly financials and also getting started with the investment and learning about it. That all has to be easy. And there yeah. has to be a process in that. Um, and if I, if you don't have that, then you really can't ever scale, uh, yeah. let alone sell your business. But you know, that's what allows scaling. And the problem is for a good process, you need to invest. Okay. <laughs> so, well, how can I invest if I'm not even on the process in place to make money? Well, you know, that's why you raise capital to start a business. But um, so it's all about process and you are basically the process guy, right? You set up the process. 
The back end, yeah. So I always tell people, uh, I get involved with your marketing after people join your email list. So mm-hmm. I make that designation because I'm not a traffic guy. You know, I'm not going to do paid ads for anybody. I have great knowledge of it. I have tremendous experience, but I no longer do that for clients. I'm not going to help you build your website, but I can definitely talk strategy with you. Um, so yeah, what happens after people join the list is, is what I do. And I consider it the foundation of, of all the digital marketing. You know, mm-hmm. what good is a list? If when people join that list, nothing happens. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've worked with people with hundreds of thousands on their list. And I'm like, what does this list do for you? And they're like, nothing. I'm wow. Like, nothing. Wow. Nothing. If my list were that big. Yeah. I don't think we'd know each other, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to pay you to be on the podcast. Oh, man. Awesome. Oh, man. You'd be a paid public speaker. Your first business model. There you go. There you go. That, that does bring up a good point. So I want everybody to hear this and really pay attention. It's not about the size of the list. It's about the quality. Yeah. Right. The quality right. is so important. That's why it's so important to have very narrowly focused lead magnets. Make sure you're attracting the exact type of people you want to work with and talk to makes a big difference. The whole thing, right. From the lead magnet to the follow-up to then the process of doing business with the company as well. Cause you know, I I've had all those, you're very impressed with the front end marketing, but then you're not impressed with the follow-up or you're very impressed with the front end marketing. You sign up, the follow-up's great. You sign up for the product or service. And then it's like, you feel like you got forgot about. It. You're like, oh, all your efforts were to sign me up. So you got to have everything. In, there's three steps to a consumer yeah. experience, right? You have your, you know, your initial uh, uh, attracting the the business, right? That has to be on point. Uh, that has to be uh, really uh, a, a perfect balance with sexy, so you get the click, but then also knowledgeable and and not too, uh, you know, fast talking or or uh, not too sexy, right? Just just right in the middle somewhere. Um, and then the follow-up, again, can't be too aggressive. You can't just bombard them in so many ways or they're going to unsubscribe. You'll never hear from them again. Uh, but it also can't be uh, just a monthly email, you know, with no real uh, content. And then the, the service, you know, you got to then have the best experience has to be when your customer finally signs up and starts to give you money, buy your product or service. Yep. Then at that point, right, we, you all, you got, they got to feel like you're getting a white glove service. Now it depends what you're selling, what your service is, of course. But um I feel like, you know, a lot of companies are maybe good at the first two steps or maybe the first one more, more, more so, not so much the second one, but you still sign up and then the, you finally get the product. You're like, oh, wait, you know, it's, it's, so it's got to be all three, my friend, all three. Yep. I love the whole under promise and over deliver. It's such a delight from the customer standpoint. So mm-hmm. do what you say you're going to do. Um, you know, it, it's a simple thing. It, it's just a choice, in my opinion, to make yeah, your yeah. business do what you say you're going to do. It's so many people don't do it. You know, we live in a world where that seems to be the exception and not the rule. That's not the world I grew up in. So um, for people that, you know, do what I do or people that do what you do, uh, if they don't want to do that, it just makes it easier to stand out by doing what people should get anyway. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I worked with this. uh, (laughs) I've worked with so many SEO companies and they just I don't know what it is about SEO companies, but they have such a tendency to overpromise and underdeliver. I have never worked with an industry that o- overpromises more than SEO. And to all it's my SEO change your life. <laughs> and to all my SE bros out there, prove me wrong. All right. No, man, I've spent so much money on SEO. And for our listeners who don't know what that is, that's search engine optimization. It's when you Google best real estate investment company near me and people's capital group pops up number one. Now I 
and I've worked with good SEO companies that get traction there, but it, you know, a lot of it, they, they're only good at one thing or the other. You're either really good at getting traction to your website, uh, but then you're not good at getting called calls to action. And you're like, well, you promised me all these leads, but you're not, we're not getting any leads. We're just getting a bunch of people clicking our way. It's like having a storefront and having 4,000 people a, a month come into your store, but none of them buy anything, you know? And yeah. you're like, well, that's not doing any good. So, um, and then I've had other SEO companies just completely not even get the traffic and, uh, you know, so you're, but man, I, they really don't understand lead capturing. I found they're only good at one or the other. And they say, oh, if we get 3000, uh, people coming through a, a month and, you know, 10% of them are going to, you know, so now you'll have 300, you know, all right, I'll have 300 leads a month. Okay. Well, the cost you're charging, that makes sense. Comes out like three leads a month. Yeah, not 300. 10 sounds yeah. like a pipe dream. So yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, you'll get 10%. Clo- what are you talking about? You know, nothing about marketing. SEO companies are SEO. You know, it's like asking your mechanic, you know, a, a question about your health. Like it's completely different. <laughs> and, uh, so don't talk to an SEO company about marketing. Yeah, that, well, that's exactly why we're so niche, right? Because the the kiss of death, in my experience, for marketing companies to try to be a, a Jason of all trades, pick one thing and be an A plus player. Because most people who do it all, like you said, they're they're probably going to be D minus in a whole bunch of areas. It might be okay in some, but it's just there's so much competition, and there's nothing gained by that. Find yeah. a niche, go narrow, and just do the same thing over and over, and become legendary. So. Yeah, that's it. Fine, you know what? No, and that's why I like your model as well because you really you just focus on active campaign, which was incredible. very narrow, man. And people are like, "Will you come to HubSpot?" No, and they're like, "Why not? I'll pay you whatever you want." I'm like, "You're not understanding the big picture. If my team doesn't know how to do it, and I don't know how to do it, it's not worth our time or money for one client. It makes no sense." And they go, "Oh yeah," I'm like, "It's not scalable." So if you work with me, it's in our stack. Otherwise, we'll just be friends and either one's fine. Uh, <laughs> it's, you know, like like a lot of things in business, saying no is one of the best tickets to growth, man. And, uh-huh. and keeping your time and your sanity, I say no all the time because I have no choice, right? Uh-huh. We've all got 168 hours in a week and we got to use them the right way. So. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. No, the word no has made me more money than the word yes. Uh, yep, I believe it. You know, you don't lose any money if you don't buy a deal. Yep. You can lose money if you buy the wrong deal. Yep. Or hire the wrong person or the wrong contractors. So, or take on the wrong investor, even as yep. well. I've taken on the wrong investor and recognized the, the problems of that. So, um, yeah, the word no is is definitely a more important word than the word yes. And, uh, you know, we see that with all types of businesses, even Fortune 500 companies and things like that. It's like yep. you guys don't know when to say no, you know? Yep. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, my wife and I were talking about this uh, yesterday. I said, do you remember, and this is back to those early Upwork days. Uh, I said, do you remember when any job that came through, even if I didn't know how to do it or if I hated the idea of it, we had to say yes because the bills don't pay themselves. Mm-hmm. I remember, and I hated it. You know what I mean? I may be working full time, but it's like I'm enjoying 10% of what I'm doing. And the yeah, rest yeah. of the time, I'm looking at that street out front saying, should I dive into it when traffic, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so over time, being able to be like, no, 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 no. It's a beautiful thing because I want to enjoy every minute I spend in this office every week. And for the most part, I do. And every time I identify something I don't like, I say, okay, how are we getting in this scenario? Now let's cut out all paths here so we never go back. We're not doing that anymore. We're not working with that type of client or we're not doing this. And it takes time, right? It takes time. But uh, being selective in in anything you do in business is uh, it's a it's a beautiful thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also, you know, like the momentum of a train, you know, it does take time to get going. I think, you know, our 
our society really misunderstands success um, yeah. and misvalues um, quick success. You know, people, you know, I, I get it. There's Mark Zuckerberg's of the world. You know, you look at Elon Musk or something. You're like, why am I not there? You know, and you're like, bro, that's not the normal story. You know, and well, you're not like three or four talented. guys at that level. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and you're not nearly as talented as Elon Musk. Let's just be honest, right? But you know, the bottom line is, uh, there's it, success. The the most admirable part of it is those guys, people that work for so many years to get there, and then finally, you know, the business takes off, or you you oh, I made a mistake here. I made a mistake that you know the best way to learn is to to try it. And, um, but we really, uh, misvalue the perseverance, uh, as you know, I I'd rather find someone and work with someone that knows how to persevere rather than, you know, get the, get rich quick or like, you know, super fast and like, oh, this is going to be easy peasy. Don't want to worry about it. You know, no, you got to understand things take time. People make mistakes. Um, brands, good brands take years to build, um, you know, good relationships. Uh, and when I, you know, when I have a customer or someone that's investing with us, um, my goal is not to, you know, one and done. It's not like, hey, you know, let's do this one deal and I'll get, I'll get it to the, I'll bang it to the moon. It'll be the best deal you ever did. It's not like that. It's like, listen, what are your goals? Here's what we do. Here's our track record. Um, it's not a get rich quick strategy. It's a long term goal. Put fifty away a year. You know, make make an investment. What can you afford? To, you know, let's figure out how to diversify your wealth and make more of it for you. And over time, yes, you'll you'll build wealth and, and get to retirement faster. But this whole thing, like you know, the the FTX thing, you know, this whole like world of you know, get rich quick, big booms, big busts. It's like a Hollywood movie almost. It's not how it's really done. And I'm talking to the groups of college kids in an entrepreneurship class. And like what I really want to impress upon them is like, you're not going to get there quick. It's going to be hard and painful. And, you know, maybe one out of a million are going to get there quick. And that's the news article you're going to read about. But the real heroes are the ones that get up every day and bust their ass to get there. You know? Yeah, and it's uh, it's not glamorous, and it's a lonely road. You know, the the one thing that, uh, like a saying we say in our team is, uh, I'll, I'll say it G-rated, but we say no effing off switch. That's how we're wired. So people will say, well, when will you stop doing what you're doing when I die? It's the mm -hmm. way I'm wired, man. You know, I've always set financial goals. And I said, this is what my life would look and feel like when I get there. Mm -hmm. And every time when I reach it, I go... Feels the same as it did before. That's funny. So I'm in love with the journey, the journey from here till death and entrepreneurship. It's not for everybody. It's not for most people. It's not for most entrepreneurs, but it's authentically who I am. So I love the process. I love, I love all of that. And I still set goals and want to reach them, but I know that it's it's just another peak in the mountain on the way up. So yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing you were saying that's that's beautiful, and I need to point this out, is you were talking about the long-term goal you have with your clients, right? And what you're talking about, you're talking about building and maintaining relationships. And that's what the best marketing is, mm -hmm. right? You've got a big old personality. It's a huge asset for you. All your marketing should sound like you right now. Mm -hmm. Text, emails, social media posts, because that is the unique thing for everybody. Mm -hmm. Everybody listening, everybody watching, uh, just being authentically you sharing your story, it's going to be different than everybody else's. Mm -hmm. Some people it'll repel, some people it'll attract. That's the beauty yeah. of polarity. Mm -hmm. So when you start rolling that way, it's easy because then you just get to be yourself all the time and it works mm -hmm. really, really well. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that's where it takes the real courage. I think I'm guilty of probably being a little too vanilla with yeah. our marketing and things like that. Um, just because I am in a space with like financial, you know, you basically kind of need to be 
pretty vanilla. But then again, look at actually you don't look at the top guy in my space, Grant Cardone. He's the opposite of vanilla, right? He's a loud asshole. He does and like, whatever he wants. Yeah. And he does the whole thing. Look at me, you know, and like I hate that. I literally hate that, yeah. but I'm following him because I, I have to keep an eye on what he's doing, you know. And um but I, I have my own, you know, personality and, and that should be reflected more in our marketing. You're absolutely right. And I, I think that's where the real courage comes in too, like getting creative with your marketing, putting your personality into your business, because, you know, a lot of times we, we're probably guilty of just, you know, okay, what, what is it? You know, it's, it, 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 it just kind of like, what do I need to do? You know, okay. Just send out this message, you know, and, and do that. You know, it's, I don't want to have to nitpick everything or make, but it's the really good marketing is when you put your own, you know, spin on it, your own flavor on it. And that's reflected in your messages to people. And I do try to do that, but I think, uh, I think sometimes I'm too vanilla, you know, and answer, and ask yourself this question. What's the worst that can happen? If the answer is I'm going to lose my business, don't do it. Right? <laughs> right. People might raise an eyebrow. Guess what? All attention's good. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really think about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> take some chances. Take some chances yeah, and see yeah, what yeah. happens because even the the suit and tie guys, right? The finance guys, yeah, they're real people. When they take that shirt off, they smoke cigars, they drink, they do whatever they do. They're real people. So yeah. even though they're on LinkedIn, guess what? They also are on Facebook and they're just in different mindsets on each platform. But uh, I always tell people and I push people, um, don't be overly corporate. I don't think it's necessary. I think there's more power in being authentically you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what? I'm thinking right now, I need to get more dirt bike videos. I don't have any videos of me no, doing cool. hill climbs on dirt bikes. I mean, that's, I don't know about you, but I love watching dirt bike videos in the morning. So that's, uh, that's my next marketing strategy. Okay, I'm going to pencil it. You may it in. open up a whole new world uh, of investors that want to work with you because you have that thing in common. Hey, I won't ride, but my son does or my daughter does. I, yeah. I like this guy. He's just like me. So that attraction piece is really, really big, right? Yeah. Attract and repel. That polarity is a positive thing for marketing. Uh, it took me a long time to figure this out. Uh, I spent two and a half years beginning my business focused on my brand, my logo, my colors, my fonts. And right. I remember my wife coming into this office where I'm at now, very frustrated with me, mm -hmm. like very frustrated, like, uh oh, you know, mm -hmm. and she said, you're working full time. You commute two hours a day and you're working on this business full time, mm -hmm. too. And I was like, uh oh, she was, mm -hmm. where's the money? Right, right. I don't know. So <laughs> very quickly, I had to go to the end and go, how do I make money? Yeah. Who am I targeting? Where do I find them? So I started working backwards with my marketing back in front in traffic because right. my wife's like, if you don't figure it out, I'm out of here. Mm -hmm. So it became very real. But then I started having more success and started going, okay, yeah, no money in business. It's just an expensive hobby. So mm -hmm. uh, I was like, it's time to get serious on the money piece of things. And that's not a bad thing. It's not a negative thing at all, but uh, yeah. it's good advice that I think will help somebody. Yeah, no, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I love that pressure from the wife. <laughs> Nothing like a little pressure from your partner to pay the yep. That's good though. That got you to where you are today. That push, yeah. you know. And yep. and I do know people that take a year to figure out their logo, and you're like, bro, you're killing me. Oh my god, Just you're pick something and change it later. You know, yeah. Ooh, go sell cool. your widget. Stop focusing your logo. You could always update a logo. Yep. Uh, GM did. They're a huge brand. They totally redid their logo. It's whatever. No one cares. No one cares. Oh, 
All right, Jason. Awesome. I've, I've really enjoyed our conversation here. I think we've both dropped some great nuggets of advice. I, I've realized I need to put my personality more into my marketing. And uh, that's what I love about these podcasts. You know, if, I, if I'm getting something out of it, I assume our viewers are as well. And of course, if our, our viewers and listeners are, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button and uh, uh, make sure you uh, join us here for weekly podcasts. But Jason, how can people get in touch with you and uh, learn more about your service? Yep. The best way is to go to intentionallyinspirational.com. That gives you a kind of a front porch to everything we're up to. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. No, I really enjoyed uh, meeting you as well there. And hey, what are some good, you're a big networker guy. I see you all around with these big names, head honchos, hanging out with celebrities uh, in real estate. Uh, what's a good event coming up uh, that we might want to attend like in January or something like that? Is there any cool real estate networking events coming up? Yeah, so Raise Fest, uh, Hunter Thompson's event, Raise Fest is going to be in Louisville um, mid-January. I can't think of the dates off the top of my head, but yeah, I saw that that's the first event uh, I'm going to of next year and probably hit up Best Ever Conference after that for the first time for me. So mm-hmm. I think that's in March, but uh, for what I do, going to those conferences is a, is a really good idea. It's a great use of my time. So Yeah, you know, it's funny. I went on Joe uh, Joe Fairless's podcast and uh I, you know, he was in the game like 2013 when we were getting started and he was one of the guys I started to follow. I never really bought his like package, but I would follow, you know, get his free stuff and learn some stuff from it. And he was pretty good. And I just wish I took his advice then, bought more apartment buildings, raised more capital, probably should have bought his package, right? (laughs) um, But no, he's a, he runs a good uh, event there, I've been told. So I might check that one out as well. Uh, and then Hunter Thompson, yeah, yeah, I might check his event out. You know, he's a little Grant Cardone for me, but I, I think he's a good guy. He's a good guy. He's a good so, dude. He's a good yeah. dude. So yeah, 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 definitely. Cool, man. All right, excellent. To our listeners here, I hope you enjoy the Passive Cash Flow Podcast. You can always get more episodes at peoplescapitalgroup.com. We're also putting up new webinars about every two weeks. And um, boy, tons of content up there. So check out our site, peoplescapitalgroup.com, and we'll connect shortly. Thank you to our listeners and followers. 